You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. So, talking about all this warrior stuff, I've entitled my message, Warrior Woman. Okay? I'm not speaking to you today about my testimony, because that is a a story that I want my husband to share with me, because he played such a huge part such a huge role in all of that with me. Uh, because in the beginning of it, I didn't even know whether I was who I was, where I was, or where I was going to. So there's a whole gap that he has to explain. So we will do it when we can and when, when God says. But two things I will mention to you, because you can hear it and you can see it. I, um, my hair fell out because of the trauma of the COVID and everything I experienced in the hospital. So I had to cut my hair. So I went pixie cut, which I never ever thought would actually work for me, but I'm actually enjoying it. So all glory to God. God is good. And then my vocals. They haven't come back quite clearly as yet. They're getting there. Amen. God will heal me. I will be completely restored. And that is merely because of all the oxygen that had to go through my vocals. So they pumped 16 liters of oxygen per minute through so to get all the oxygen into your lungs, to open your lungs up. Whatever it took to heal me, to get me here, to be alive, praise God. I'm here today, and that's all that matters. I'm a very, very proud mama bear. These girls help us run this ministry, these kids, my three kids, and I'm really, really proud. I'm a proud mama bear. You know where that term mama bear comes from? So in the wild, mama bears are very protective of their, their cubs. And the male, when he wants to have the female to himself, for reasons of the wild, okay, he will try to kill the cubs because she will not go on heat unless when she doesn't have the cubs. So if she doesn't have cubs, she will go on heat. So he will try and kill the cubs so that she can go on heat. So she will protect those cubs to death if she has to. And that is where the term mama bear comes from. So when you say to your children, I'm a mama bear, that is for real. You fight for those children. You will kill for those children. Amen? Not literally. So, we are all different here today. We are all, we have different hair color, we're built differently, we have different temperaments, different lifestyles. But the one thing we have in common are our XX chromosomes. We all have that, ladies. We are unique in that we have the XX chromosome. And God made us that way. So I am so proud to be a woman who has an XX chromosome. But there is still this ongoing fight for women to be like men because we are told that men are stronger than we are. Um, Pastor Adam mentioned the scripture yesterday. It's 1 Peter 3 verse 7. It says, Husbands dwell well with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. We are so not the weaker vessel. 
you couldn't give birth being a weaker vessel. Whether it's with a Caesar or natural, it takes power, it takes strength. I don't want to be like a man. I enjoyed being pregnant with my three children and feeding them in my belly, feeding them kick inside of me, and then doing everything else that, I, that needed to be done with them as a, a mother. And no man can do that. Amen? When we want to be like men, our men begin to look like boys. And girls, we don't want boys in our lives. We want real men. And society today are trying to turn men into little weaklings. We don't want that around us. We want men who will lead us to wherever we need to be, who are strong in the word and who know who they are as men. Amen. So when our men stay men, it makes us stronger as women. When they stay men, strong men. But many of us have not stepped into our rightful place as women because we are a bit confused as to how we are supposed to be. Are we supposed to be strong? Are we supposed to be weak? Are we supposed to be quiet and insignificant? Who, who saw the movie Wonder Woman? Wasn't it awesome to see a, a woman um, fighting battles? She was awesome, right? She's a feminine character with all the strength of a superhero plus all the allure of a feminine and beautiful woman all wrapped up in one. And there was a real strength about her. She's beautiful and being a woman is beautifully good. And God made each and every one of us beautifully good. And there's so much strength in being beautifully good. Amen. God made us that way. So we have this beauty about us, but we also have strength. I want you to know and remember that today. So over the years, this confusion has come. Over the centuries, where the women are weaker because men have said they're stronger and men and women are weaker and the men can conquer and the woman has to be at home and barefoot in the kitchen and pregnant. Um, but no, functions, we function totally differently. And a lot of men do know that. Most of our husbands know that we have a strength about us. But today I want to start trying to settle this kind of confusion and from the word. In Genesis 2, verse 18, the Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable, suitable for him. We as women solve the very first problem. God said, It is not good for man to be alone. That's a problem. I'll make woman. She's the solution. We solve the very first problem in the Bible, girls. Hallelujah. In Genesis, the Bible says this, men and women are made in the image of God, and God has given us the responsibility together to take care of the earth. God gave us, both men and women, the responsibility to take care of the earth. He didn't say, Adam, you're the strong one. I give you the responsibility to take care of the earth. He said, I give you both, men and women, the responsibility to take care of the earth which included having children and whatever else goes with it, 
We are both to do that. Amen. We also see that God gave us the very first name that we could take and be recognized as that name forever. God looks at Adam and he says, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make for you an Ezra. Ezra in the Hebrew. An Ezra Genegdo, a helper. That's a Hebrew name. Ezra Genegdo is a Hebrew name which has been interpreted to mean a suitable helper. Okay? So you are an Ezra Genegdo. Remember that. Most translations take that and they translate it into a helper that is suitable. That is when the woman, where that is when that defines us as women, that we are a helper that is suitable. It shapes you as a woman. God could have called us anything he wanted to, but he chose the word Ezra. Okay? There's more coming. In Hebrew, before it's translated to English, Ezra is not really the word helper. Ezra is actually, now listen to this, girls, Ezra is actually a military term. Warrior woman. It's a military term, girls. It shows up, I'll tell you, 21 times in the Old Testament. Two of those times... We see it in Genesis, and that's when God talks about Eve. Three times when Israel makes an alliance with another nation. That's in war. And the rest of the time that Ezra is mentioned in the word, it talks about God. God calls himself Ezra in the word. And what has he called you? Ezra is the word that God gives himself. Ezra in the Hebrew means strength and power. Of course it does, because God is full of strength and power. Amen? So, Ezra. Ezra is a warrior. Ezra is something that is powerful, because that is our God, and he's given you that name. Ezra. If God is talking about himself as Ezra, he's not, just, he's not just a helper that's suitable. God is not just a helper that's suitable. We all know that. God is all-powerful. I'm not saying we are all-powerful. I'm saying he's placed some of that power inside of us by giving us that name, Ezra. He is the strong helper, the strong one, and we are like that. In Genesis, when a woman is called Ezra, she's called strength. When Israel is about to lose the war and God steps in, the psalmist says, Ezra, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help, where does my Ezra come from? That's powerful. Where does my strength come from? Where does my shield come from? He says, my help comes from the Lord because he is my Ezra. So, here's what's so cool about this. In the beginning, God names Eve Ezra, right? Because she would be the man's strongest ally. 
She would be in the man's corner. She would fight right alongside the man. She would be there to fight battles with him. That reminds me so much. I watched a program called um, Vikings, and it's not. It's not actually a true. It's just this is just a program that I watched, but it's not actually historical. And they had women in their in their camps that they used to call shield warriors, shield no shield maidens, because they would train themselves up to fight just like the Viking men, and they would fight to the death. Vikings would fight to the death. They wouldn't go. They would go into whichever village or whichever town, and they would conquer the entire village and kill everyone and take over. And these women fought just like the men. They were just as strong. There could could be so it could be some truth to this. The the shields that the men used to use were made out of um, lead. So you know how heavy that must be. And they carried those exact same shields and the swords, which are just as heavy. And they would fight just exactly like the men. They were warrior women. They weren't at home in the kitchen. They were right there. They would row those boats, row into the cities, and they would fight right alongside their men. So she would be the one who would be pursuing God's purposes with him, but she would also be the first roadblock when he went off track. So are you there? Those of you who are married. You are always there to be that assistance, that roadblock for your husband. You see when something comes along the way. You will be the first one to say, Doll, I think we should actually just hold back there, pull back here. Um, this is coming. Let's watch this. Let's, that's what you were placed for. God put that wisdom inside of you. So use that wisdom. Ladies, use that strength and that power that God enabled you to do to give you the ability to be that roadblock for your husbands. Amen. Be that partner. We are so much stronger than we believe. You are so much stronger than you believe and that you know. You know, when I was in hospital, I was in ICU for two weeks, I didn't feel like I was fighting. I, I didn't, a lot of people say, gosh, Pastor Janine, you, you were so strong to come through all of that. I didn't feel that strong. But somehow God gave me the strength to push through. So it was all him. It was all him. It was none of me. He, he puts whatever you need for a, such a time inside of you so that you can use it. So... Always be open and aware of the situation that you are in for God to enter and to use you in whatever situation you, you, you get into. Because you are much stronger than you know. You're much stronger than you think. Never ever think that you're going to get into a situation and, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to manage this. Let it go to God. Let him give you the wisdom. Let him give you the power and the strength and the ability to know where to take this situation to. Amen. As women, we've been made to follow and lead with strength and power. So you don't actually have to only follow. You stand right next to your husband. You are not a woman made to be behind the husband. 
Because there's that saying that says, behind every man is a strong woman. No, next to you, right next to you, alongside, is a strong woman. Amen. God views us as strong warriors, not as an afterthought or a sidekick. That's how God views us. That's why he decided to call you Ezra. No one else decided. God decided. The word genegdo, Kenegdo means to come alongside. But not just to come alongside. Because God doesn't just come alongside. He comes alongside in strength. He comes alongside in power. Amen. And you have that same thing, to come alongside in a strong sense. Strength in the battles, you're there in the tough times. So when your husband your children, a friend, whoever it is, needs you in the tough times, you will be there. You will be the first one on the doorstep saying, right, what is needed in this situation? What can I do? Let's make it happen. Let's pray together. Let's do whatever we need to do to make this thing change. Amen. We are warrior women. We're not just wonder women. A movie that's unreal, that's not real. We are warrior, true warrior woman. And what does this world need today, girls? What uh, this world? Where is this world going? None of us know. It can change on the toss of a coin at the moment. So you need to be ready to fight whatever is going to come your way. Because right now, in the world that we are living in, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day. We really, really don't. God does. He knows all. So he wants to prepare you. So you need to be prepared to fight that battle as a warrior woman. Be ready to take up your shield and your sword to go into your closet And to pray like you've never prayed before so that things can change around you. So that this world can change around you. King David says, I'm surrounded by my enemies. And he says, God, be my helper. Be my aid. Save me from this. God, be my Ezra. Save me from this. Hmm. We are not insignificant, ladies. I don't want to ever, I want, don't want you to ever look at yourself again as being insignificant. You are so much more. So much more. If God called you Ezra, no one can take that away from you. Use that as a power and as a strength. Amen. We all know the Proverbs 31 woman, right? And I'm not going to read it all. It's actually a poem. And there are so many characteristics in this poem. One verse that stood out through this because of the warrior woman part says, she is a wife of noble character. She's described as a wife of noble character. She's described as a good woman, which she was. But in the same theme, the Ezra theme flows right through the Proverbs 31 woman. The word describes the woman as an eshgael. 
And if, that, if you translate that from Hebrew, eshkel means soldier. <laughs> Warrior, soldier, right? Going into battle. It's a phrase that means soldier. God has put the power inside of us, and we have to begin to believe that he has so that you can use that power. Am I right? Yes. Proverbs 31 talks about how she goes out and she buys things. I think that's my best part of the whole thing. (laughs) She buys things. But girls, she doesn't just go into take a lot and order, click, 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 and wait for it to arrive to the door, and then she sanitizes it and waits for it to come inside the house. No. You know what she does? She actually goes out and she hunts her prey down. She kills her prey. Then she, out of that prey, she makes her own clothing. So she has to skin that thing. You. So, warrior woman, we can't be going, you, I can't do that anymore. We have to be there to do whatsoever God has called us to do. Whatsoever, girls. So she kills her prey, she makes her own clothing, she hunts it down. She's a beast. She's not a -a take-a-lot beast. (laughs) It also says she girds her loins. Girding your loins is a military term. That's what they use for soldiers, to gird their loins. It's military. To describe this amazing woman, she is a warrior woman. She's an Ezra. And you were created for battle. We might not think so, but you were. You were created for battle. And when battle comes your way, in whatever form it takes, be ready to take it down. Luke 1 verse 26 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Let's just take a look at this story. So Mary is a young girl who is told you are going to, who's a young virgin girl, unmarried, who is told by the angel that God said she's going to give birth to a son. In those days, if you were a virgin and you were unmarried, you could be killed for falling pregnant. But she says, I am willing that your will be done in my life. I'll take it on. How do you take that on if you're not a warrior woman? 
because she knows what could happen. And she knew that she had to bring this man, this little boy, she had to bring him up with everything else that came with it. As she saw his brothers turn away from him, his brothers didn't even believe who he was. So she could see something's coming, something was stirring, that this man was different. Then he turned, he became a man, and she could see what he was doing. And I don't know, how many of you have watched The Chosen? Isn't it awesome? If you haven't, it's an app that you can download on your phone, and you can watch it either on your phone or your, or your or iPad, or watch it through your phone onto your, your TV. And it's about Jesus with his disciples, the walk Jesus had with his disciples. It is absolutely beautifully made. In so many of the episodes, I cried, because you just see the humanity of Jesus. They just show you how beautiful it is. It's, I, I can highly recommend it. So if you haven't seen it, please. And in one of the episodes in season two, the disciples and Mary are in a camp, and they're all talking around the word, and they're joking. And Jesus has been out preaching all day and, and healing the sick and laying hands. And he comes into camp, and he stumbles into camp, and you can see that he's tired. And he says, good night, I'm tired, I'm going to my tent. And he walks straight to his tent. And she follows him. And she lays him down on his bed, his mother. It's a 30-year-old man. And she takes his sandals off, and she washes his feet. She's a warrior woman. She knows what her son has to do. And she knows what God has called her to do. And how he's called her to be there for this man. When he, this man was hung on a cross, she was at the bottom of that cross. She was at the foot of that cross. She watched him die. Who wants to do that? Who wants to watch their son go through all that torture? But she knew there was a purpose, and she knew that is what God placed inside of her to do. He gave her that strength. Amen. Thank God for Mary. So you've heard today that you are an Ezra, but I don't want you to just sit here today and say, yes, hallelujah, I'm an Ezra. Praise God, I'm an Ezra. Guard the door, I'm an Ezra. No. <laughs> no. I want you to believe it inside of you so that when you walk out that door and the next battle comes your way, I want you to be able to pick up your shield and take your sword and hit that thing full on. Amen. Come on, girls. We are here to fight wars, to win wars, not only fight wars, to fight wars for our children, our husbands, our friends. You know, the whole school system is beginning to change in a big way. And you are going to need to pray to know what to do with your little ones, what to do with them in this world, where to place them, as we've seen how the world has changed overnight. There is so much more that we don't realize, but we need to be able to pray and know where to go, and be strong enough to say, okay, this is what I need to do with my children. This is what I need to do. So I'm going to get a couple of girls together, and we're going to change the system. Where other people are saying, no, we're not doing this. You need to be strong enough to say, yes, we will go, and we will be different. 
we will do things differently. Warrior woman, you can't do that without being an Ezra. Amen. So, please, don't just think that there was this little fluffy message today. I even went into the Hebrew, which I never do. Okay? <laughs> to study this up for you, because I want you to leave here strong, to fight your battles, because this world is, I don't know where this world's going. Amen? Jesus, come. My husband will be saying, no, we must get the world saved. Yes, we must. We've got a lot to do. We've got to go. You know, we cannot go into the world if we're only 50 allowed in a church. We cannot go out into the world if we have all these things holding us back because of COVID, because of something that came out of the pit of hell. No, we need to be able to go. This COVID has to go. So more of us need to get on our knees now and start praying that it goes. It's not going to stay. This is not how we're supposed to live life. I'm very sorry, but I'm not living the rest of my days on earth like this. I don't want any of you to either. It brings fear. It brings disillusionment. It brings poverty. It br all the things that come from hell. So that needs to go. Amen. Are you in agreement? So we're going to be as is in the times that we are living. Yes. So be an as for your family, your friends, and the people around you. I want to give you three qualities of an as woman. An as woman is worthy. So the angel said to Mary, you are favored. She was worthy. Amen. She's willing. She said, I am the Lord's servant. Let your will be done in my life. An Ezra woman is willing, and an Ezra woman is a warrior woman. So, once again, I'm going to say we aren't playing church anymore. We can't play church anymore. This is playing church as far as I'm concerned. This needs to be full. The word needs to go out there. God's word needs to be out there so that people can be strengthened and people can have hope. We need to bring hope to the world, hope to our friends, hope to our family who feel like they don't have hope because they don't know where this thing is going. Are you ready to do that today? Are you ready online? Are you ready to stand up and say, I'm an Ezra and I'm ready to Fight the battle that God takes me into. Warrior spirits. You need to have a warrior spirit inside of you. But the enemy wants to push you down as low as he can take you so that you feel like you can't even get up. So, you know, I recovered from COVID and I was living my life. Everything was going good. Yes, I get tired. Yes, things happen. I took my rests. And I was going to gym, and two, week, two or three weeks ago, I went to gym, and I did my, my warm-up. And I know they said in CrossFit, your warm-up is, is our workout, but this wasn't, this wasn't one of those. It was a, an easy warm-up. I did the warm-up, and as I stood up from the, one, the last thing that I did, I was totally lightheaded and dizzy. And... Um, I felt nauseous. So Aubrey put me down on the floor and my legs up and Pastor Adam and Brittany, they were just the three of us, and they continued with their workout. 
And I lay there thinking, it'll, within an hour it'll pass, it'll go. So I just lay breathing and breathing and breathing. But by the end of the workout, it actually got worse. So I shouted, I said, please, I need a bucket. And I just, okay, expelled everything that I had inside of me. Brittany then grabbed the phone, she phoned Dr. Renzo, said we'd bring in my mom. As I walked out the door of the gym, I thought, I, I, can't, I said to myself, I can't see. And he's this warrior, he says, no, you can't see. You can't see in Jesus' name, you can't see. I said, I can't see. It's just very bright. <laughs> it's very, very bright. So put me in the back of the car, but they had to carry me everywhere because I, I had no energy. He took me to Dr. Renzo, took my blood pressure. My blood pressure was very low, and my heart rate was at 174. It was as though I'd run a marathon, but I did nothing. And he said to me, they're going to have to restart your heart. I thought, what the heck? you kidding me. No, I've just fought a battle. I don't want to go through this again. So he phoned the doctor, the cardiologist, and he said, listen, I've got Janine Bag here. She had a horrible situ um, um, situation when she was in hospital with COVID, and she doesn't want to go to hospital. I'm making her go to the uh, emergency, but she really doesn't want to be there. Because all I want you to do was now go home. And he said, you have to. If your heart continues to beat at that rate, in six hours you could die. So they rushed me off to the emergency, and they took me in. And again, I had to go in alone. The rest of my family had to stay out. And the doctor said to me, okay, we're going to try this first with a drip. And then, if the drip doesn't work, we're going to have to put you under, and we're going to have to paddle you. So I thought, you're not paddling me today. Thank you, Jesus. I am healed. Thank I just prayed. And she said to me, what are you saying? I said, no, I'm just praying. I'm just praying. I'm not talking. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. So she put the drip in. So for the first, she said, for the first second, you're going to feel very ill because they literally stop your heart. So they stopped it, and then it kicked in again. And it went straight back down to 74. Thank you, Lord. So I was there for literally half an hour, 45 minutes, and I got up. So they, they carried me in. I was wheelchaired in, but then I got up from that bed, and I walked out of that hospital. Thank you, Jesus. No more messing around with me or any of us. God is good. But that's what the devil wants. He wants to push you down. He wants to push you down as far as you can go so that you feel like, oh, God, I can't get up again. When I got home after COVID and I knew that I, I still had that oxygen machine to carry around with me, I thought, how much longer? I've heard of people being in hospital with COVID and asking the sisters or the doctors to please give them an injection to kill them because they can't do this anymore. You don't want him to push you down that low. You want to be able to say, no, I will get up. I will fight. I will do whatever he tells me to do to get through this thing to come onto the other side with my husband, my children, my friends. I will help them do that so that we can be on the other side and fight this war until Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. No matter how long it takes, he will not keep us down. 
So I don't want you to feel beaten down. There's so many things in this world today that could make you feel like you are beaten down. I hope you are not one of those today. So I hope this word gave you some courage, some reason to get up in the morning and say, I can do this. And if I'm not doing it for myself, I'm doing it for my husband, or I'm doing it for my children, or I'm doing it for a friend, but I can do this. You can do whatever you can do. Start with the little things, and they'll become bigger and greater, and you'll get stronger and stronger. God believes in you. Say, God believes in me. I'm an Ezra. I thank you, God, for these brave women here today all online, at all our campuses, all these women here, you are so brave. Women made us, women were made for his glory. Listen to this. She gets up, she prays, she sings, she sweats, she struggles, she tries, she gives, she comforts, she cries, she prays, she hopes, she dreams, she cries, she sleeps, she gets up. And she does it all over again. You do that in one day. You're a woman. You're an Ezra. You're strong. You can go for it, girls. I love you. I just have one more thing that I want to read to you. My personal weapons. Combat. It's a strong word. It means a fight, especially during a war a war that renders itself invisible to the natural world and disguises itself within our every day in the hope that we remain unaware and defenseless. Given the opportunity, this war would endeavor to seize and hijack my peace, my confidence, and my hope. Found only in the truth, it's not some distant, far-off war. It's personal. It's a hand-to-hand, take-no-prisoners kind of fight and no one is exempt. But I have been given the 411, the briefing prior to one's mission, to prepare me for this, and it holds a confident triumph, for I am destined for all things, and I will rise victorious, and it's found in the armor that God himself provides for me, my personal weapons of warfare. What armor are you reaching for each morning? Your belt of truth? Breastplate of righteousness, boots of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, your sword of the Spirit, word of God, and of course, pray. Put them to action. They are indispensable. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I pray today, Father, I pray for each and every woman that is hearing my voice now that they will take this word and they will empower themselves to know that they are as a connector, that God put that inside of them. There is power and there is strength for them to be able to do whatever it is that they need to be able to do in this lifetime, that they can have the strength, the energy, the wisdom, the power to take what, is, what comes their way what comes their husband's way, what comes their children's way, their friend's way, and fight that battle with them. Fight to the end. Fight. We will fight, Lord, until Jesus comes. We thank you for this word, Lord, and we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I'm so honored to be able to have sought you this morning. Thank you for listening.